You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Heeny76 bringing us into episode number 106 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guy, J-Dub. Yo, what's going on? Yo, and we got so much to talk about. The NBA, the NFL, a little bit of college, and some NBA 2K23 news. I know Jared is very hyped for that, but I know we got to start with the biggest bombshell that dropped. KD wants out of Brooklyn. And it, a lot of people talked about, like, oh, you know, he's, He's never really done this before, and you know he 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 likes to honor his commitments. He's committed to getting himself out of Brooklyn, and I commend him for that. Jared, talk to me about what KD trying to get out of Brooklyn means not only for the Eastern Conference, not only for the Nets, but for the league as a whole. Yo, if KD gets out of Brooklyn, it's great for the East. Like any Eastern Conference, any any Eastern Conference team is looking at that like, oh yeah, that's one step, that's one spot up we moved. Especially for us Sixers fans, we're like, dang, we was already going to be a top what five seeded team. Now we're 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 at top three in my eyes, behind um, Boston, Milwaukee. You're fighting for them for the, the one, two, or three spot. Um, Kevin Durant leaving though shows like how much little faith he has in Kyrie Irving as a pure hooper standpoint like if he's really going to play a full season i think they're still good friends probably like they've been best friends for years it's just like you can't mix business with friendships with Tomman. Kevin Durant's making it seem like he wants out i think more in terms of trying to get Kyrie traded rather than actually leave brooklyn because it's hard to trade what katie chris just signed what a four-year 180 million with the nets like last season that just kicks in this season yeah you like can't move that. Yeah, you can't really move that as like fast as people are trying to like portray it in the media. You can't move that like that because he's locked in for four for three more years after the season. Whereas Kyrie opted in for the one year. Any team trade for him can give him the extension, or they can just let that one year rock out. And you hear big things about the Lakers winning Kyrie. I think this is more of a ploy for KD to just try and be the good guy where he's gonna pretend to ask for this trade. In hindsight, 2020, he just wants Kyrie to get traded. And I think that's a fair point because you look at the dynamic, the personal dynamic that we didn't talk about with Katie and Kyrie. Sometimes friendships don't work when it comes to business. You know, there's plenty of times where you can go into business with somebody that's your friend and it works out great. But there's also times where it's like, you know, if this is business, like you got to make some tough calls. And maybe Kevin Durant did not want to make this tough call to maybe jeopardize his friendship. Or maybe he didn't think his friendship with Kyrie Irving was strong enough to jeopardize I'm sorry, strong enough to, to, for him to go and say, yo, like, one of us got to go. Like, this ain't going to work. And you look at this, this experiment when they bring Kyrie, KD together, then they bring in Harden, then they trade Harden, then, they, then Kyrie sometimes there, and he's not there. Jared, what did I say on this podcast when this news was announced? I said this trio, this duo, would not win a title because oh, some yeah. way, somehow – they would shoot themselves in the foot. And in that time period, they've traded Harden. Kyrie has been there, not been there, 
He's committed at least for one more year. Who's to say he resigns after this season? And Durant is out asking for a trade. So I believe I I believe I saw this coming. I you know, I'm gonna take a victory lap on this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that Nets team is probably might go down as the worst super team in NBA history. Might not even just like NBA history. Worst super team maybe in the history of sports. Because they, they only played 16 games together, like on the actual court together. They play I was gonna say almost the equivalent of an NFL season together. Yo, yeah, the, now that the NFL has changed to 17, huh? That's it. That's it. And that's in the span of what? <laughs> a, a year. Three years. Like that's in the span of three years. That's crazy. And I the only team, the only, the only thing I'm hoping for Kevin Durant is that he doesn't get traded to the Heat. That'll ruin all hopes for like a lot of teams. But here's Stop the thing about the shopping. here's the thing about the Heat that we are not talking about. How does running. Kevin Durant fit in with the culture? Because you know it's so important. It's so important to the Heat to worry about the culture. I mean, they got the Godfather on play. They can't interrupt the culture now. Udonis Haslam doesn't play. Let's let you know. Udonis Haslam, you do not play that. It, listen, when they pull up that wheelchair for Udonis Haslam's 50th season as the member of the Heat, I just, you know, I, I come on. At, at a certain point, and you saw this last year with the Heat with Jimmy Butler. How is Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant supposed to coexist? Well, that's not that's not really hard. Jimmy no, 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 no. I'm not talking about from a basketball standpoint. Oh, as a I'm talking about as a person because if Kevin Durant and Draymond Green didn't get together, I think there's very much similarity between Jimmy Butler and Draymond Green. And I, I feel like you I don't think that's going to work. There's no no need to really sugarcoat it. Jimmy might be a little bit he, he bought it a little bit more than Draymond's body. Come on, it's something, bro. How many Draymond's times? Draymond's talking. Jimmy's bought it. Like Jimmy bought it. Like, Come on Jimmy's now. Talking. Ask ask Carl Anthony Towns if Jimmy Butler is bought it. Yeah, so I'm like, dude, there's like there's, there's a little bit of a difference. Like, yeah, uh, man, I don't know, but I don't have the same in Phoenix. And nobody's even talking about it, but the Pelicans gonna make a great package for Kevin Durant. I think the Pelicans is a is a very intriguing. It's a very intriguing possibility because they have the, the best package, in my opinion. So, who do you trade for, for Durant? If you're the Pelicans, yeah, I'm giving up CJ, uh, Bi, and all like the first that they don't even need anymore. You don't need the first anymore. So you're gonna have Zion and Durant. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you, keep, if you have to keep CJ, then I'm you would give up like Graham, Brandon Ingram, the new pick they just brought in. Four first rounders, if not more, because Rudy Gobert getting five, then he got to get at least like yeah. Seven. But how much of that is an overpay? And I get that because if you if you got Durant, like if, if I'm Durant and I'm the Nets and I'm like yo Gobert, who's a you know like say what you want about Gobert's accomplishments, you know defensive player of the year things like that. Gobert gets cooked regularly, okay, mm-hmm. regularly. Utah got cooked in the playoffs. Is it really an overpay for Kevin Durant though? Because at the end of the day, that team's never not going to be. No, no, I'm saying the the bar is now higher because if that's what Gobert's getting, yeah, it's disgusting. You're going to have to really go ham for Durant, and well, you have four years ago. You set the market for the trades with that Gobert. That's disgusting. That's he's, like, he's not even worth that many picks. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad we kind of segue in, into the Gobert thing because that's a horrible. What sense does that make for Minnesota? Like the players, they gave a bunch of chump change. Let's be honest. So I get it, but picks, why, picks, why do Utah like, has no them. leverage? Nope, at all. So what the like? I get Utah took on a whole bunch of garbage. All right, except for Patrick Beverly. Please, 
It's a walk. Walker Kessler is going to be solid. Please do not disrespect future 76 of Patrick Beverly. Hold on. I know we keep swerving. I can't wait for the Sixers to run out there with Thibel, Pat Bev, P.J. Tucker, Embiid, and James Harden. I can't wait. Don't wish that up. I can't wait. I can't wait for all them technical fouls. Anyway. You see what Utah run? Utah just, you know, basically had to give up Gobert and Mitchell. That did not work. That was not working. Quinn Snyder's now gone. There's still a possibility that Utah may or may not give up Mitchell, depending on what the asking price is. Maybe the Nets, I'm sorry, maybe the Knicks want to go ahead and overpay again. But you look at a team like Minnesota, why give up all those picks? Like, it's not just the players. Like, if you... If you told me, okay, you give up Gobert, you give up, you know, a couple players and about three picks, I think Utah takes it. You don't need to give them two extra picks on top of that. I don't think that – that doesn't make sense to me. Jared, talk – like, explain this to me. The picks were a lot. And they're all unprotected, I believe, too. And the Gobert trade, like, every pick is unprotected. But then if you're the Timberwolves, you like the trade. I mean, you love the trade if you're the Timberwolves. Because if you look well, at you it – got to. In hindsight, 2020, though, you're all in on Anthony Edwards being your star perimeter guy. Mm-hmm. He's still young. He's only going to be 22, maybe maybe 21. Towns just turned 26. Andrew Russell's turning 26. The oldest a, player in the starting five is going to be Gobert. Gobert. But here's my thing, though. you still got two somewhat ball-dominant perimeter players. Three, if you now cool Towns is going to be like a, a four, and he's not going to be three, a stretch. Three is going to be a four. Three, oh, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, Towns is going to be a four, which I think is his preferred natural position. But he's like a ball handling four now because he's a ball handling center. Like he'd bring the ball up the court. Half, some of the times when Daniel Russell wasn't doing it, he was yeah, so, so, so my thing is, I think they have another trade to make. If I'm the, if I'm the I think they're going to try and move Daniel Russell. I think they try to move Daniel Russell next. So, yeah, I think they try to move him. Now it's who do you – but how does Gobert – like I get Gobert doesn't have to do anything offensively now for the team. Like he can sit there and get boards and play defense, and that's fine. But for a guy making that money and that you gave up that much capital for him, they now don't ha- – like they now have to find a backup big because they're going to probably play – No, they still have um, Nas Reed. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, they got him. Nas Reed's nice. Nas Reed is nice. I'm saying if I'm the, if I'm the Wolves, right, I now have to. I have to prioritize a backup big. If I think Nas Reed is that guy, and Nas Reed is that guy, but then you have no, you have, you know, Pat Bev was starting for you for the most mm-hmm. part. He's no longer there. Vanderbilt, who was a nice wing piece, is no longer there. So you have these pieces where you don't like you. You you're missing these pieces now, and that was a chance. A, I'm sorry, I was going to say championship caliber team. I don't think they were championship caliber team, depending on how they, you know, celebrated in the play-in tournament. But they were a playoff team last year. So now you lose a lot of these pieces. You have to go and fill these holes. And I think it's – I think this does not make them a better team than me. It does not make them better. Like, not significantly better, not in my eyes. Jerry, you might be able to, to you know – What's the word I'm looking for? You might be able to, to, to persuade me otherwise, but I don't think this makes this team that much better. No. They went from an AFC to a 60. That's better, though. Let's be honest. That's better, though. 
AMC to a six seed, that's 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 a lot better. Because uh, a small, small margin, but it's a lot better for Pequeno, them. Pequeno. Now, I, in my opinion, the only thing that they really improved upon as Minnesota Timberwolves as a whole is they've become a second round playoff team. Remember, they never could make it to, out of the first round. They only did, I believe, once with Jimmy. And they got they they got basically hell hold into that first round vice group. So now they become a second round team and they're gonna push for the conference finals, but I don't think that's happening because I think they're I'm really nervous about this Twin Towers concept. I know for a fact it's better than the Sixers idea of the Twin Towers that they tried to run with Embiid and Al Horford, who should have come off the bench. Yeah. It's a lot better fit because Towns is a way better player than Al Horford is, like by far. But it's still a ticky tack where you're just like, okay, who are you? How much better are they really when the Warriors, I think, have basically kept the same roster and just improved? Like, I know they lost Gary Payton Jr., but they brought in Dante DiVincenzo. They brought back Otto Porter. Wiggins is going to get his new deal. Poole's going to get his new deal. And Wiseman's return. You let guys, certain guys go because you want to see Moody step up. You want to see Kuminga step up. I think they're going to be in the top three. The Nuggets are going to be back. Like, guys are talking about it, but they, their five is back now, and they've got KCP to replace Will Barton, who's a better shooter than Will Barton was. I don't know about a better player, but he's a better shooter. You bringing in now the Clippers are there. They're, that roster's there. They're healthy. They're, they're there. They're in the top five. I think the Suns are still there. Despite what's going on with DeAndre Eaton, I still think the Suns are going to be in the top five contention. And then, then you can start saying the domino effect where you're like, okay, so the fifth spot's open a little bit where you could say, Mavs, uh, Timberwolves, Pelicans, we fight for this fifth spot in my eyes. I don't know where the Lakers really fall yet. I don't think they're going to be top five, but that's where I think the Mavs and all those teams can go. So I guess you could say in hindsight 2020, the Wolves got better, but then they also gave up a lot of their depth as well. So when switches and subs come in, you're going to be worried about how that bench unit looks because they haven't made any uh, notable signings like that help them garnish more bench depth either. And that's something they did struggle with going into the postseason against the Grizzlies. They struggled with their bench. They'd have those big leads because of the starting five. And blow them. And blow them because their bench couldn't keep the lead for them because their next best guy on the bench, oh, man, I forget his name, but he looked like Jared Bayless. It was a uh, – uh, uh, <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, though. I know exactly what you're talking, talking about. about. Oh, oh man. man. I just can't think of his name. Right, hold on, hold on. Keep so, talking while I pull It's uh, I think Jordan McLaughlin. That's yes, Jordan McLaughlin. Jordan McLaughlin. And, I mean, they did bring Kyle Anderson. Slow-mo. Like, that's slow-mo. So, I don't know how much really that's going to do. But, like, the bench isn't, like, it's you gave up so much of the bench. Wake Beasley was a good piece off the bench. Pat Bev was a starter-slash-bench rotational player. Mm-hmm. Kessler Edwards was a good first-round pick that they, they moved to, to the Jazz in that trade. So, it's like, the picks is the only thing that people are really so upset about because they're just saying Rudy Gobert didn't garnish for unprotected picks. That's the real key of it, unprotected Walker, Walker Kessler, not Walker Kessler. Kessler. Walker Kessler. Four unprotected picks, I think, is the only thing that's bothering me because they're unprotected. Like, you, you basically say, no this way. Team no, could he's, he's, this team could Like, the Timberwolves could end up this year making playoffs, the next year being a bottom 12 team because, like, whatever could happen in the West. Like, Kevin Durant could get traded to whatever West team to pull in Trailblazers, for all we know. That moves the Timberwolves back in my eyes. That moves them back. Any team, any, if any team, any team with Kevin Durant moves a lot of teams in the yeah, West. Yeah, moves any team. And in the moves. East, too, but any team back. But if he goes to the West, Timberwolves just fell down. They're okay. not making out the second round. Maybe not even the first. So let me, let me kind of double back to the KD thing where we started. Because there's a lot of talk about Kevin Durant going to the Suns. And how he gets to the Suns is very much tricky. His preference is being reported is Phoenix. It's very ironic with 
him and him and Chuck going at it. But does this prove does this prove what a lot of what people were saying about KD was right? Is that he is not he can't do it himself. He needs he needs to be a supporting cast member and not the star of the show. Because yeah. if you look at Golden State, you can argue he was not the star of the show. It was Steph Curry. And he hasn't really had much success outside of that. They had, I mean, they had that seven-game series with Milwaukee where he he made the shot, but his foot was on the line. And then they got swept in four games versus Boston. So that team hasn't even made it out the first round. And um, you look at that, and this is, again, I I can actually attest that where he, again, some guys get older, they just don't want to be the main guy anymore. They want to be that scorer. But they just don't want to be like, okay, they, they need somebody that can just say, hey, I'm gassed out. Take over for me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the best analogy I could find or the best example I could find of that was Jimmy and Embiid. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and Embiid was that perfect, like, they, that's why they're such a good friend. That's why that Jimmy's still pining for Embiid now and Embiid's still pining for Jimmy. Like, they worked. Mm-hmm. And it's like they were the one-two punch where, like, you would see Jimmy during a, uh, the little brief little uh, segments where they'd be like, Jimmy's like, yo, Embiid, I need you for the first two quarters. I got you come fourth. Especially in that Boston game. We saw that immediately. Embiid in the first three quarters had about like 27 points. Jimmy had maybe 11. All of a sudden, Jimmy has a game with 25, 26 on the fourth quarter. And he hit the game winner. Mm-hmm. That's the thing what you're saying with Kevin Durant needs. And I think if he wants that, the Suns is perfect for him. Because now you don't even have to just ask D-Book to be that dude. Chris Paul has moments where he still has flashes. Yes. 30, 37-year-old Chris Paul still flashes at times where, all right, cool. But he's also Chris Paul has also now had flashes where he's declined. He's declined rapidly. heavily. Rapidly. That's where you have D-Book then and KD. So it's fair. So the Toyota Trailblazers says Dame will always be Dame. Dame's going to give you what he's going to give you. Yeah, they're going to score. You want to outscore. And then they, they're going to have to give up so much for KD that the, def- the defense that they needed now that they brought in for Dame it's going to be no, no, non-existent, but hey, it's worth it if you really It's worth it. it if you get a Kevin Durant. But the problem is, <laughs> it's so many, so many, so many things in the West, because we're all, we're assuming he's going to the West, okay? I don't think he's really going to Miami, because I don't think he fits in with the culture, and I don't think he, he'll fit in with Butler, personally. So, he wants to go to Phoenix, let's say that Brooklyn obliges and sends him to Phoenix. Phoenix has the most they can give up, first of all, because they can give up Aiton Crowder. They can give up Aiton Crowder, Cam Johnson, and whatever the hell else. Picks, whatever, right? But then you now have a team where it's Paul, Booker, Durant. You can sign a big or or sign two bigs. It doesn't really matter. Cousins is still in the free agency. He's a very good backup. And they played together in Golden State. And it worked. And it worked. So, again, so, it's the, the real question is, because I'm seeing Brian Windhorst, he had came on, I believe, NBA Today. He had talk, and it was earlier today. He had talked about it's hard to gauge the market for Kevin Durant because a lot of teams aren't willing to just do the whole, I'm going to give you the full house. They want, they'll give you close to the house. I'll give you whatever. But, I'll, but the, the full house, where well, I'm going to give you, because, again, this all stems back to what you said earlier about the Rudy Gobert trade or our asset. It messed up the market. Because Rudy Gobert got four unprotected, and the un- the word unprotected really fits how like that messed up the market. Because like no, that he was never worth unprotected picks. Unprotected picks mean that means you're so secured in this trade 
that you don't even care about the, what the picks are. You don't care if, the, if if you're so bad the next season, you're a top five team. I mean, you're a bottom five team. You get the number five pick. Well, the Jazz got it. Like you don't care. You're so all in on this Gobert trade. Right, right. So that market now is set where our superstars are worth unprotected picks or more. And if he got four, well, Kevin Durant needs six mm-hmm. plus heck of players. And even if they're bum heck of players or guys that you're thinking are going to emerge, we need them. Right. So if you're like the Suns. Uh, before, like even the Gobert trade happened before, but if there were the Suns like and Katie had just asked before the Gobert trade, you the Nets would have probably been cool taking a package of Aiton, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and three first, right? But then now that that Gobert trade happened, they're like, oh no, we need more. And the, mind you, those three players I just named are better than the players that got shipped off to the Jazz who are to rebuild. Better, right. like vastly better. But it's the picks that I think are becoming a huge issue. Which is the same reason why the Kyrie market's a little bit dry because no team wants to really give up picks for Kyrie Irving and they don't know if he's going to be willing to re-sign with them the next season and if he'll play a full season. And those are two big outliers that are now causing the Lakers to be the only team that like, looks like they really want him because it's been um, disproven that the Mavs are six and one. And they both both teams came out and said we do not want Kyrie Irving. We're yeah, not, no, 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 no. Both teams came out. And those are three. Those are three teams that were all throughout the media circling that those three teams wanted them, and then the two teams said no to take us out the equation, Man. cut us out. Like we, that's a lie. Part of that might be posturing. You don't know for uh, it could be. Which um, for, I mean, the Sixers, I don't think it's posturing. This James no, did not want to play with Kyrie. That's why he left. So why would we then try and get him on the Sixers? That was all. No. That was Kyrie's team put that team out there. They put that name out there for the pettiness. The Mavs, I think, was a real shot, but they just recognized. But why would, but why would the Mavs? I, I get. I get the Mavs have struggled to sign big name free agents. I think Luka would be a dynamic force. I think I think they would be a good force, but the problem is you have a young you have a young player in Luka who already had maturity issues last year, which is why him and Rick Carlisle clashed. Then you're going to bring in Kyrie with a, a a coach like Jason Kidd. Like I don't think they're I don't think that would like you're going to give them you're going to go for one. Uh, coach who was a Hall of Fame point guard to another coach who was a Hall of Fame point guard to a guy who like already said like he doesn't care about who's the coach and it wasn't like he doesn't care because he's ready to be coached and everything it was he doesn't care because he doesn't need no coach he's Kyrie Irving which is possible and then before we move on to the next segment because I know it's coming soon mm. about the Phoenix Suns it was Brian Winters again he was on uh, NBA talking about potential moves because you know free agency kind of stalled because of this whole Kevin oh it's going to it's going to it's it's, it's been stalled for a couple weeks now but you're hearing rumors that uh deandre Ayton could be could be potentially traded to the patients in a signing trade mm-hmm. for miles turner I'm, I'm assuming miles turner maybe buggy Hield. i'm assuming to help the suns build up that bench some more and, and, this, they, and it's like the pacers have been trying to get rid of miles turner since they and then the suns aren't willing to give and i respect them thoroughly for it they aren't willing to give deandre Ayton 35 and a half million when is I don't think I don't I hate saying people aren't worth it, but he's not playing at the thirty five. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's his value is yeah, he, he does he doesn't play yeah. like a thirty five million dollar. He plays like a million dollar player, he plays like more than the, the he, average, but he's thirty five he's, he's, is he's an above average big, but he's not a top five big in the league. And he like what he does is good, but it's good. It's not great, it's not elite, it's good, and he's also not consistent. And it is what it is. You don't want to pay $35 million to a guy who's inconsistent. But then my, my thing with Indiana is you just had a big for cheap and you traded him and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't understand what Indiana's doing 
even like they're making additional moves. Like, okay, are they going to over? Do they, do they value DeAndre Ayton at $35, $36 million a year, but didn't value Sabonis at that or didn't value Miles Turner at that? You see what I'm saying? Like that, and they keep making moves to get the same type player. Well, I mean, I think the move for them was really to get Tyrese Halliburton, who, I, again, the Kings lost that trade amount. I like Sabonis, but you could have made that trade without giving up Halliburton. I understand that. But they keep going after the same guy. They keep going after a athletic big who can play in the paint and kind of play in the in the outside of the paint in the mid-range. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Miles Turner. The minus a bonus, DeAndre Ayton. It's the same player. And then at least Miles Turner is the better of the def- defensive air of the t- other two guys. He's the best. Defensive. Yeah, but he, they also don't want him. Nope. They they've been trying to get rid of him since day one. So I I don't know. It's a, I, it's I just, just don't a lie. It's so like again, Francis is supposed to be like this blossomy time where all these major moves happen. But because of these two guys, Chris, it's hurting my frenzy. We're just stalled out. It's like it's like watching a movie with previews that just the previews never read because you don't know who, when the movie's supposed to start. Yeah, I'm still waiting on James Harden to sign this two year deal. That's 15 million dollars. When, when's that going to be announced? Like we heard the we heard the rumor. When's the deal going to be announced? What do I, I think, know? I, the exact I, price. I think I think it's going to be. I think that's coming soon. There's too, there's, too much, there's too much around this 15 million dollar pay cut that's it's not Shit. like that's the biggest that was the big game the big money drop was 15 million dollar pay cut all right what's the deal <laughs> and it's mind you it's only a two-year with the player option a second so he's gonna get more money next season from the sixers because yeah. we're not we're not letting him walk <laughs> i mean and it's also if we're gonna get back to the extension next season, and if you want to bring him back to the sixers who is to say that tobias harris isn't on the move somewhere indiana was like a great spot for tobias harris they love just throwing away money. So, mm-hmm. listen. Moving on to a guy who's collecting a whole bunch of money next year. Russell Westbrook, your boy. Mr. Triple-Double himself. Mr. $47 million himself. Might be on the move. Uh, but but to where? Oh, where will mm-hmm. Westbrook go? Oh, where no, could Westbrook good be? Where's is a Laker? At least for one more year. Damn, for, for one more year, or at least he'll trade that run. Russ is at least to the trade. <laughs> nah, for sure. At least that's realistic. Is. Russ is like to at least a trade that because the market's bare for him, just like it's bare for Kyrie, and the Nets mm. don't want to do a straight up trade. They don't. Mm. So nobody else wants Russ. No offense. Nobody else really wants Russ. So I've, and I'm, I'm loving what I'm hearing from first year head coach Drew Ham, Hamlin. He's saying what he's supposed to say. Who? Uh, the Lakers had newest head coach. He Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham. He's saying what he's supposed to say when it comes to what he wants out of Russ, out of the team, mm-hmm. how Russ is going to be a starter, but he has to be defensive-minded, all that. He's saying all the right things. If Russ buys into that system, I think it's going to work fine. The real question then is how healthy is A.T. Davis going to be? Because I think the Lakers have a vastly younger and better roster than they did last year. I think they still need a, a, a backup big. Or, no, no, they brought in Thomas Bryant, so I like what they have. I like it. Lonnie Walker was a good signing off the bench if he, if he starts or whatever. Carmelo's still there. Mm-hmm. They have these young guys that they like. I like Scotty Pippen Jr. if he makes the roster. So I like what the Lakers have. I just don't know how far they can go because it all really depends now on what Russell Westbrook brings them. Because we know what LeBron's going to give you. LeBron was average 30 this season, Chris. That is filthy. Yeah. That's filthy. At the age of 37, that's filthy. So I know LeBron's giving me, and if and I don't even care if it's not even thirty. LeBron gave you twenty six. That's at thirty eight. That's man, he he doing what he's supposed to do. 
I think I know what AD can give me, but he has to be healthy to give me that. So we'll have mm-hmm. to see how that goes. But so it's right on Russ for that team to really shine. So I don't think Russ is getting traded though. Just like I don't think that Kyrie trade is going to happen, but it could. It could happen by the end of the summer. It could. I see. I, I'm seeing Kyrie at the LA Sparks games, seeing him at summer league games, seeing Russ at summer league games, not talking to LeBron, who's also at the same Lakers game. Russ is up coaching the young players, and LeBron is sitting on the sidelines, not even there. They didn't. I don't even know if they got each other up. So, you know, there's a little bit of, like, controversy there that's now media members like me are going to kind of bloviate, but yes, it is what it is at this point. I think a trade could happen, but I wouldn't be surprised to tell everybody that Russ is probably going to start the regular season with the Lakers. And you like the likelihood of Kyrie becoming a Laker, Jared, one to ten. I give him a four. All right. Moving on from – someone who won't get traded probably to someone who's been begging to get traded. And that's your boy, Baker Mayfield, who, ah. who got out of Cleveland. So congratulations to him surviving hey. his probation. Yeah. Moving on to Carolina, which is like going to maximum, a maximum security facility. Jared, talk to me about Baker Mayfield going to Carolina and how excited you are to see him not in Cleveland. Uh, I mean, I don't really know how excited I am for him not to see him in Cleveland. I, I liked him in Cleveland because they were, I mean, I don't, I don't root for the downfall of Cleveland. I just didn't really care if they won or lost. So he showed me enough that he, he's, he's a capable QB. I know he's better than Sam Darnold. But I think my real problem is they were better than Sam Darnold. They got him for a fifth-round pick or a conditional fifth-round pick, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule came out and said that Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were going to be competing for the number one quarterback spot. I just want to know why. Because Sam Donald is making $20 million next year. Oh, That's why. Lord have mercy. That's oh. why. Oh, then yeah. But so Baker's making like 19. Oh, my God. Well, Carolina's only paying him five. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Carolina's yeah. only – Cleveland's paying him $10 million to not be there. So, okay, well, I know Baker's winning that out. This will be an honest with you. But here's, but here's my thing. About, here's my thing, right? We talk about Cleveland. And, like, yeah, it's Cleveland. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But they are willing to trade a fifth and pay Baker Mayfield $10 million and stick by Deshaun Watson with, uh, let me check my watch, 39 million cases open still. Finn did not pay quarterback anymore. How, ag- how bad was it? See, I think they made that trade because it's, it's the, 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 the John Watson news is going to come out soon, what his punishment is going to be. Mm. And they make that trade. They either you have two options. It's either the year, and they're like, okay, we well, gotta move Baker now, or it's the six to eight, which is a lot of people are suspecting, and they're like, okay, we'll just go with Jacoby Brissett. If Jacoby wins us what four out of eight, we still got about another twelve games left in the season. Oh no, not eleven games left in the season, or something like that. Not eleven. What? Am I? Matt, ooh. let me see. If he's going, eight, got seven games left. There you go. No, so, nine, yeah. nine, nine games left. Thank you. Nine, no, seven, seventeen games. Eight plus seven is fifteen. Fifteen. Oh shit! Yeah, nine games left. Oh. Damn it! Nine games left. <laughs> they got nine games. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This this segment of Straight to the Point is not brought to you by the School District of Philadelphia. Well, well, yeah, nine games left. They expect him to maybe get into a wild card. Nine games. And Jacoby said could do that. I don't know how much faith they have in Jacoby percent, but I think that's what that trade came down to. Uh-huh. Baker to the Panthers, though. Are you happy for Baker? Sure. Baker's finally got. His freedom. He's going to play for a team that has a great, good wide receiver core, good running backs, defense. But, 
But but, but it's Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Hold on, here's the here's the problem though. It's not only just but it's Baker Mayfield, but it is Baker Mayfield. But can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy? They have, I don't, I wouldn't say good wide receiver. They have decent no, wide receiver. No, no, DJ Moore is a stud. DJ Moore is good, and Robbie Anderson. Remember, our, Robbie Anderson put no on his on the Instagram. No, like, but, I, I mean, Rob, but Robbie's a good receiver. He's had never like he only, he only had like a solid. He never really had a good QB. It was like his best one, and he had good many, he had good numbers. Many, how many calls has Odell Beckham Senior made to the Carolina Panthers? Like, yo, this guy stinks. Which but is like, the, yeah. But here's the thing about Baker that also came out too is like, apparently, Baker was out the, away from the facility for a week and spent all week playing Call of Duty. Now, believe what you want, but this is what the internet is saying that he spent all week playing Call of Duty. Showed up on Saturday, at, like they asked him, like, "Yeah, you know the game plan." Yeah, I know the game plan. He showed up on Saturday, didn't know the game plan. Played on Sunday, threw four interceptions. So the 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 stigma around Baker Mayfield became that he was childish, immature, uncoachable. If that's the case, I mean, a lot of times it doesn't matter how talented you are, or what you have done. If you are childish and immature and uncoachable, they're going to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. At least for the guy who, say what you want about Deshaun Watson, but no one ever called him childish or uncoachable or didn't know what the game plan or didn't know what was going on. He, he might not know the rules of etiquette of when it comes to a massage, but when it comes to football, he's, you know. So, again, where, where does, does this really move the needle for the Panthers, Chris? No. I think no. I say no. no you say no. I don't even think they, their, their best season they could probably be a wild card spot, right? Not even. And that's not even not that. Even. I don't think they're getting that. I don't think they're going to be. They're gonna I, be don't think that, the I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be above 500. I think they're going to be the second worst or the they're, worst in the division. They're going to be the second worst. No, 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 I, think, I think they can be a sec, the second best team in the division. But it's not just because. I don't I'm not saying that because of how good they are. I'm saying how bad everyone else is. I the think. New Orleans, New Orleans is going to be the best in that division. No, second best in that division. Second best. I'm, I'm about to say, because it's Tampa and it's everybody else. Yeah. New Orleans stinks with a new coach. New coach, I get that is Allen's been there for, forever, but it could be a, a, a Al Grove situation like when Parcells left the Jets. Like, okay, he's been there, but it stinks. I mean, the Buccaneers have a new coach. The Buccaneers have a new coach, but the Buccaneers also have Tom Brady. You have Tom Brady. They have Tom Brady. No one else got Tom Brady. Now say what you want about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is the greatest winner in sports. He is. I'm not saying he's the GOAT. I'm not saying he's the GOAT of all GOATs. I'm saying he's the greatest winner in sports. Jordan went six for six in the NBA Finals. I get that. Russell won 11 out of 13. I get that. But Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. No one's done that at all. And the league is designed for you to not have a sustained success for 20 years. It's impossible. But Tom Brady's done it. So he's the greatest winner of all time. But no one else has Tom Brady. Look at the other quarterbacks in that division. Jameis off of ACL. Baker Mayfield slash Sam Darnold. Marcus Mariota. You you let me know when, when you see a threat. I'm just saying, you just let me know when you see a threat. Oh. 
So you know you go ahead and talk. Tom Brady does lose in New Orleans, so you'll, you'll give New Orleans one win against Tampa. Other than that, Tampa, the other teams might not even just don't even show up. Just don't even waste our time with this nonsense. Just go ahead and take the L and keep pushing. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to really see how Baker plays. I, feel, I DJ Moore, I do feel a little bit bad for because again, it depends on how Baker comes in. Like you said, how what, what maturity level he comes in because. DJ Moore has his own little star talent. He might not have the stardom of an Odell did, but he's a star receiver that the world knows about him. He he knows that he's that dude on the football field. Mm-hmm. Baker has issues getting him the ball. Then that becomes is that it really just stems deeper into his personality, like you mentioned, than does anything else. I think it's a I think it's a, a situation where Baker. I think Baker is going to have a chip on his shoulder. Like I think he's going to have a lot to prove because before it was Odell, it was Odell's fault. And then Odell leaves and goes to the Rams and they win the title. Then it was, oh, it's Baker. Baker's this. Baker's that. If if Baker Mayfield is the type of person who he's portrayed himself to be, how he's been tra- portrayed to be, remember he's in, he, remember he played in Oklahoma when they played Kansas, and you know he's out there grabbing his crotch at the fifty yard line. Like if that Baker Mayfield shows up in Carolina, then maybe maybe just maybe they have a shot to be a five hundred around five hundred team. But I think that. Carolina just doesn't have the peak. Like McCaffrey has to stay healthy. DJ Moore has to ball out. Their defense just has to go crazy. But they have a lot of they, they have a lot of weaknesses right now. And mm-hmm. Matt Rule is pretty much coaching for his job. And Baker Mayfield's coaching the playing the, to remain the starter in this league. So I think they're very motivated. I just don't think they have the the tools around them. You see what I'm saying? No, I get it. Because again, he you had to get him out. He wanted to be out. So this was the best place for him to get him on a fifth round pick is a steal, in my opinion. It's a steal. So you got a starting caliber QB who I think is on the cuffs of being Kirk Cousins. Like he's literally in that trajectory being like Yeah, Kirk I can see that. I can see that. So I was like, it's not bad. Kirk Cousins wins football. Yeah, but football then, so here's my question, and, I, and we'll move on after this. What happens to Sam Darnold? He's uh, he's done. I think he'll just be the backup. Not even the backup, because they have backups. I think if, if anything, they might just move him. A twenty million dollar backup though. How much, does he really make it twenty million? Yeah, he's still on oh his. Still on his Jets deal. Yes, yeah, he's making eighteen. Damn. He's still on his Jets deal. Make him a twenty million dollar backup. Yes, to stay within the cap, to stay within the cap that you have. Or do you, or do you move? You can't cut him because it's no. I mean, you could try and move him, but who's taking his? Who's taking that? Because then he's going to try and get a deal with the same way the page of the Browns. I'm about to say, unless you same, do the same thing. Because he's getting a dead, that's a dead cap of 18 million. So, yeah, if, if Baker beats him out, he's he a backup. He's a like $20 million backup. That's more than what Mariota made for the Raiders. I think he made like 13 million, but that's that's a lot. But uh, it is what it is. I mean, $20 million backup, they're going to throw nine touchdowns in the season. Like, that's, yeah. Because that's how much he threw last season. Sam Darnold, he threw nine touchdowns. How many games did Sam Darnold play last season? Oh uh, man, I believe Sam Darnold played like seven before he got benched. Yes, he did get benched, right? Yeah, he did. Sam he got Darnold. either got hurt or he got benched. One of the two. Either way, he didn't play. Yeah, either way, he didn't play. Thirteen? No, twelve. Twelve games. So he played twelve out of seventeen and only scored nine. Only threw nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. Thirteen interceptions. It well. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, briefly, Jared, give me your thoughts about UCLA and USC uh, saying peace out to the Pac-12. I love it. It's a good move. I mean, again, we see the trajectory that uh, college sports is going, more competition, 
the money's there. Like got LA teams in the Big Ten market. That's huge. Basketball. Here's football the, here's the Big Ten. No, I mean Big Ten has a. It's, it's, that's why it's the Big Ten at work because you have now the Big Ten is tapped into the LA market. The uh, Big Ten is tapped into the LA market, so it works. I like it. It's a great move for the Big Ten to tap into the LA market, which is LA. It's California. That's great money. Right. And that's what they need in those mid, mid, mid-level cities. Um, competition is going to be crazy. The Big Ten is, especially football. Football-wise, USC is going to be fine. UCLA, USC got the, the, the brunt end of it because football team's not that great. The basketball team's solid, but they're going to the Big Ten. That, that Big Ten conference of basketball is good. Yeah, but UCLA yeah. just, UCLA Ben's basketball just went to the Final Four not too long ago. Right, but they went to the Final Four through their conference, which is the pack. They're all, they're, they're, well, the, no, they had, they play, they play. They, the role there, they don't start playing good competition until the Sweet 16. And then, then they, they start winning. I'm just saying they made it. What yeah, but they, they just start winning some What Big Ten team I'm made it to the Final Four? No. No, exactly. no. No, 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 no. Exactly. But no, but look at it this way, though. The Big Ten teams are playing legit their conference throughout the – like, they have to start yeah, going but, through their conference. But no, I'm saying UCLA has to win in that conference, though, to even make the tournament. I understand it. But are they no better than Big Ten basketball team? Great. I don't know. There's a bunch of solid there's teams. There's solid. Great teams. Those are all those solid teams are all teams that tied for like 15 and 4. Is UCLA about to come in and be that team that's going to like are they going to tie with, with uh is UC, Purdue, it, so is Ohio UC, State? Are they going to start doing like that's that's it's all, all, but it's also it's also different brands of basketball too. When we talk about UCLA, like Pac-12 basketball, usually is more you know, they've got more especially like USC. USC had had the Mobley twins. For the longest time, Evan Mobley now plays for the Cavs or whatever. They played a different style of basketball. It's always a different style. My my biggest when I look at this, right, and especially when you talk about basketball, when it talks about football, because it's not just basketball, football, it's all sports. That travel is gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of jet lag. That's gonna be a crazy travel. And then uh, the and I also be nice though. But, the yeah. but then look at the fallout, then look at the fallout in the Pac 12. Because now you have Oregon's the big dog in the Pac-12 now, mm-hmm. and do does Oregon want to go join the Big Ten? And how long can we keep? We can't call it the Big Ten so much longer. Like it's twenty teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> but I think it really works out. I, I like the idea, I like the concept. But I, I really think it works out a little bit too. Because think about now, kids can start signing. Like now that they're, they're used to teams joining the Big Ten, you don't have to be committed to signing to certain teams. Like I don't gotta, I don't gotta go sign to Ohio State if I want to go play in this conference anymore. I go, I don't gotta go live in Cleveland. I don't gotta go live in Ohio. I can go live in you. I can go live in Cali and be in the Big Ten. I can go live. I can go live in California and still play in that Big Ten conference. Yeah. I don't gotta go to Iowa to go play for a relatively solid basketball sport. Or get we get the scholarship away anymore. I can go. I can leave Iowa. I can go live where it's nice, sunny, and warm. I can, like, it's so many for the kids. I like the athlete. It's gonna be a lot more competitive. I think. Mm-hmm. So I like what's going on. Again, money's always plays a big factor in this. The Pac-12, I believe, went from being projected at five hundred million. They've already now been projected at three hundred million. They've lost money. Yeah, but that's just what happens, and it, it's, that's what's gonna happen. And part of that is like. UCLA breaking away from the rest of the California schools, yeah. like that's crazy. It is what it is. I, I mean, we can but always the stay. biggest, the big domino that fell with this is Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Because mm-hmm. now the Big Twelve is pretty much like whatever. Because now it's like Baylor and Houston and a whole bunch of other teams like Texas A and M, whatever. Then you got Oregon stuck in the in the Pac twelve, looking like okay, where's you know what's the next move. 
Clemson's still in the ACC. Does Clemson want to try to get to the SEC? And what does that mean? What does that mean for ACC football, which always has been kind of lackluster? The ACC basketball has always been carried by Duke and Carolina. So I think I think what's going to end up happening, and a lot of people talk about this, is it's going to be like maybe like four big super conferences. Which is what something people have been like, what projecting for years now. They've been asking for it. They're like, we just need to make it sim- simplify it. Because then you got then you yeah. got the Big Twelve and the big, yeah, you got all these different conferences. The big, with the division. And like, and maybe yeah. maybe for maybe for me who grew up with like the A twelve, you know, the Atlantic Ten and the Big East and the you got the Ivy League schools and you got the ACC and the Mountain West. You know, it's not going to be any. It might be like little regions and something, but it's going to be like. The MAC there's, conference, there's, Chris Seal, the NAAC, the MAC, the, the WAC, SWAC, all that. But like, you're going to have like four conferences. You're going to have like the 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 SEC, a Pacific conference, big you know Midwest, and then like Northeast. That's gonna be it. Get in where you fit in. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, it may be a fifth. I don't know, but it's going to be like get in where you fit in. But I think logistically it don't really make sense. I mean, it's only for the money, but I don't think it makes sense to have UCLA, it USC, and Ohio State in the same conference. Like, thankfully, it doesn't kick in until later. You know, 20, I think 2024, 2025. Next year, yeah. Next year. I think next year. No, two years. This is the 20, 20, 20, 23 and the 24. It'll be 2020. Yeah, two years. It'll kick in, which just gives them time to really plan things out, see how it works, scheduling. Now you have to pace your schedule out a little bit differently, make sure teams aren't playing consecutively and like, Different, like traveling to different states without giving them some time off or whatever. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see how it works out. Yeah, I agree. Jared, wrapping up, uh, talk to me about NBA 2K23. I know we have some some announcements on that that you wanted to touch on and put your I mean, thoughts out there. I like that uh, Devin Booker made the cover. That's that's cool. Devin Booker, hey, man, he, he on the up and coming. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a, just a, another LeBron or, you know, Steph Curry was going to be on the cover because, you know, Steph just won the chip. If, or if they wanted to be real freaky, just throw Draymond on the cover. Just, just make Draymond agree the cover to get to me. Thought, thought it might have been John Morant, you know, take advantage of the, of the most improved or so. Yeah, that's cool. Take advantage of the, the up and coming, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Up and coming I mean, I, uh, popularity. I, I, I play 2K, Chris. I'm not super excited. The game's the same for years. It's the same, same game. game. Same game. I, I do. I think the only thing I get excited about is like the rating system they have. Because guess who has dropped considerably? Who? And your man, the 6'10 Australian. Drop from that eight, supposedly this is rumors. Drop from oh. that eighty-eight overall he previously held to a mere seventy-three. Well, here's the thing. That's I think a, I, I think you I think you have to realize that he still has an A plus bench rating. Um, <laughs> he's very like a like a a, 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 a minus passing the ball. Um, a minus in fashion. You know that 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 purple on on orange. I ain't really love it. Um, and an F for everything else. So I think a seventy three is, is about right. I think a seventy three is all right. I think I believe Russell Westbrook got a seventy five. Uh, I think it's a little disrespectful to West, to Russell Westbrook. You know, um, um, Russell Westbrook has an A plus brick rating. So I think <laughs> right now I believe the two highest rated players are tied at Giannis and Steph Curry at ninety seven apiece, and then everybody else dominoes fall between the ninety sixes of. Luca and Nicole Jokic, the 95s of like LeBron, Joel Embiid, uh, Kevin Durant, all them. Like, you know, it, it falls into place after that. Kawhi Leonard, who hasn't touched the basketball court in a year, is sitting at 95 and pretty. He, he's actually rated higher than Kevin Durant, who's at a 94. He's tied yeah. with Jason Tatum. 
that that seems a little bit uh seems a little bit fishy to me. The Twin Towers, Rudy Gobert and Carly Towns are both tied at 88, making them ranked within the top 10. Jimmy Bowen has risen from the 87th world to a glorious 93 overall. Mm. Shout out, yeah, shout out, Jimmy. He'd have been a 94 if he made that shot. The cover of the game, Devin Booker sitting at 90 overall. I don't know how you – at least give him a 92 if you're going to make him the cover. There's no 92 overall players in this uh, 2K23 uh, ratings list right now. That's, well, that's, well, that's, before, that's because they ain't put – I don't think Chet in the game yet. When they throw Chet in there, you know, everybody's been slobbering all over him. 75 overall. Let's come over on. that one move. They'll, they'll make him a 90. They'll see the error. Yeah, there's there literally it skips from 91, which is Dame. He's the only one at 91, and it goes to 93 Jimmy Bowers. So there's no 92 overall player. I guess 92 just wasn't a relevant number to them. Huh. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how the game plays. You know, about it's 2K. Like, it's about the same. It's 2K. It's about it's 2K. You're just there for the updated rosters, to be honest. <laughs> we're just there for we're just there for the for the graphics. Hey, we might do a uh Straight to the point, 2K League. We, we might straight, get that popping. Straight to the point on Rec. Yeah, the Rec League. So we could make a 2K little face league. We could do our own draft. So you get the best roster, play that out. Like, we, we have to put something together. Speaking, you know? speaking of leagues, who's running the fantasy football league this year? I have no idea. That is a very good question. We, very good we should make our own straight to the point league at this point. Yes. We need, we need to. Fantasy, the fantasy uh, podcast is coming soon. Yes, training yes. camp podcast coming soon too. So yeah, we got, we got a lot of podcasts coming up. We got, we got a lot of podcasts coming up. Thank you all for listening to episode number one hundred and six of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to go ahead and tune in. And also, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We're still a five star rated podcast on Apple Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. So go ahead and leave us a review. We appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten from you. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. It's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW. Definitely follow the podcast. We're trying to get to 750 followers and more. Uh, definitely check us out when the James Harden or Kevin Durant or any deal trades drop. We'll probably just do it with an emergency pod then live stream it because we need some type of breaking news at this point. I'm waiting. This is all we're waiting for is the anticipation is killing us all.